0: Yo, what's good? My name is Reginald, the R-Star, and this is Unabashedly Reggie's breakdown analysis review of Eminem's first verse on Book of Rhymes. Before we start, if you're new to my channel, I do song lyrics breakdown and analysis. I mostly do Eminem stuff, but I've done breakdowns of Kendrick, Joyner, and Royce the 59. Speaking of him, I've also done an interview with Royce where we broke down his own lyrics. And I've also interviewed Tommy Costa Jr., the man behind the Real Slim Shady's beat, so go check them all out. And if you'd like to listen to these videos in an audio version, check your podcast services for Unabashedly Reggie. And finally, if you want to support this channel, check out my Patreon. All links in the description below. Book of Rhymes was released on December 18th, 2020, as part of Eminem's music to be murdered by Side B album. It's produced by Illa, the producer, with additional production by Eminem and Luis Resto. Illa most notably produced Killshot for Eminem, so you know this beat wasn't going to disappoint. It's a straight banger. One of the best tracks on Side B, in my opinion. To me, it has the best verses overall. By that, I mean flow and workplace all together. The hook is a very Eminem hook, meaning it's simple, aggressive, layered vocals, and most importantly, it stays in your head. I'm not going to break down the intro, but I like the, your opinion is like a broken calculator, it doesn't count line. It's kinda basic, but it made me chuckle, and that was the reaction M was going for. The song's main purpose is for M to just go off and literally empty his book of rhymes. But the message is similar to songs he's been making lately, such as Higher. He wants to show that he's far from done and he still has a lot of gas left in the tank to impress us with his rapping skills. And he does. Now I decided to break this song into two videos because the verses are pretty long, especially the first verse. But I love the structure of the first verse. It's made into sections where he switches the flow and makes them feel like bridges that are catchy enough that they could be their own hook. So you don't realize how far into the song the hook comes again. And something he did in the song, but in other songs on Site B as well, he did a lot of ad-libs in the same fashion as young rappers, like repeating the words. It's not clear to me if, it's, if he's kind of making a parody or simply wanted to do something that the younger hip-hop listeners would enjoy. I think it's a bit of both. Now, I haven't done a proper review of this album, but I think what makes this album so great is how he's able to mix his own style while making songs that the mainstream will still vibe to. Because this track right here is super catchy and super lyrical, which is rare. With all that said, let's break down the first verse. Haven't used all the tricks I have, so like my balls, I'm in my bag. Get a little testy when I'm mad. Sick of wrestling this iPad. Unsuccessfully, I might add, and I know it's best to leave it loud but even I get obsessed with reading everything and let it get the best of me till I snap. Before we get into the word plays, let's just take a quick look at the internal rhymes. Of course, you have the ending i add rhyme sounds, but look at those three syllable rhymes. Unsuccessfully, leave, best to me, but also testy, wrestling, and every. So the first word play is around tricks, balls, and bag. First, it's based around the expression one's bag of trick, which is all the skills and tools that a person has to excel at something. Like I said earlier, he's telling us that he still has a lot left to show us. Secondly, bag as in scrotum, where your balls would be, are actually testicles, which goes with the next line, getting a little testy, short for testicles. To be testy means to be easily annoyed by things we're still not done, because the simile, like my balls, I'm in my bag, actually means something. To be in your bag means that you're in your comfort zone, you're doing what you're best at. Overall, those lines and the next ones are about how hard it is for him to not go on the web and read all the negativity about him. And even though he knows how good he is, it still affects him. Next lines. But I need to get off the internet. I need to get on the mic. You need to get off the internet. You need to get you a life. Why you waste time just to comment on shit, especially shit you don't like? Don't like it, don't listen, but don't tell me about your favorite rapper ripping some shit he didn't write. That's one of those parts I was referring to that acts as a bridge with catchy lines and delivery. With the ad-libs, repeating words, and simplistic rhyming scheme, he's doing the type of flows and lines that the new school of hip-hop is doing. Again, hard to tell if he's doing a parody or simply trying to do something catchy. Once again, he talked about how some rappers use ghostwriters, like on Fall, I don't believe in ghosts, and will later continue that thought with a dope set of lines to end the verse. What happened is Lim, he was no cap with the pen, He used to rap like the people his music was for. He was exactly like them. No cap is a slang that basically means no lie. Something you would say after saying an unbelievable statement like, yo, I did an interview with Royce the 5'9", no cap, go check it out. So it also means to be truthful. Therefore, here, M is talking from the perspective of fans, accusing him of no longer being as real as he used to be when he was tired of being white, trash, broke, and always poor. Got that? So when he says rap like the people his music was for, people who were poor and hungry, he means that people complain that he no longer raps with the same hunger. Interestingly enough, on the song Believe, on Revival, Eminem actually questioned his own hunger when he rapped, but how do you keep up the pace and the hunger pangs once you've won the race? Meaning, how do you stay hungry when you've done it all? And I think that's what he struggled with, with those complaints, but with those complaints, it's what drives him now and that's how we got that great music in the last few years. The dude he used to be poor. Why can't he tap into him? Can't use that excuse anymore. He's mad at the wind. He's in the nuclear war with the cloud. He's yelling at it again. Now here, M refers to people saying that he's always angry and complaining about things when he's no longer poor. Whereas before, you could attribute this mad at the world feeling from the anger that came from his early failures and hard times in life. To be mad at the wind means to be mad at something that you can't control. Like when Bubba Watson got mad at the wind for missing an easy putt. Actually putting back into the buries Looks, up, perhaps a gust. Back to Eminem. To me, the way I interpret it, it's that it's about people criticizing him for complaining about the current state of the game, like his disdain for Mumble Rap. So they are telling him that he needs to get with the time and come to grips with the fact that rap has changed. At least that's how I see it. The last lines continues that thought of being mad and complaining about things no one cares. But it references that Simpsons memes with Abe Simpson's old man yells at Cloud. Actually, there's a Reddit post with a meme but with Eminem around the time he released Kamikaze. And the post has over 39,000 of upvotes. So there's a very good chance Em saw it. All in all, Old Man man Yells at Cloud is about old people complaining about how in their days things were better, which is what Eminem has been doing, so he's very self-aware. Moreover, he pushes it further than yelling by saying he's in a nuclear war with the cloud. When you think of a nuclear bomb, you think of that massive cloud. So I think he said that for that reason and to add to the rhyming scheme. Moving on. In the next four bars, which is another bridge, he takes that monotonous flow that new rappers will take and even talk about some generic stuff that, like, I'll steal your girl stuff, but instead about your mother. It's basic, but his use of the uh sound and the flow made something very catchy. I talked to your mother, she told me she loved me. All she want to do is just hold me and hug me. Once nobody but me, she showed me the Dougie. Can I get a witness like Notary public? Bridge. The Dougie is a dance inspired by rapper Dougie Fresh that was created in Dallas, Texas and popularized by rapper Lil Will and his 2007 song, My Dougie. But it really became a mainstream sensation when the hip-hop group Cali Swag District released that song and video teach me Out of Dougie in 2010. Now, fun fact, you know what Remember Me and Rap God when M says, 6 Minutes Slim Shady, you're on, that's an homage to Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick's songs, The Show. All right, I spent way too much time on a Dougie. Cool simile here. Witness like notary public. A notary public or just notary is an officer of the law who officializes writing of important documents like a deed when you're buying a house or your will or divorce paper. So basically, they serve as a witness. And just like in business, can I get a witness is a saying to ask for acknowledgement. It's a simple simile, but I hadn't heard someone do it with that saying, so I thought it was nice. Can I get a witness? Hell yeah. She said, kick some fly shit. I said, I got wings on my ass. her my dick's a cockpit, I fly by the seat of my pants. Now the wordplays plays here are silly, but they're funny. Still talking about your mother, she told him to kick some fly shit, which means to say something that's dope, but M takes it on the literal sense, wings on his ass, because if he has wing on his ass, then the shit that comes out of it would be flying. Then he continues with the flying theme, his penis being a cockpit, the space in the plane where the pilots are, it's the reason why he can fly by the seat of his pants. And flying by the seat of one's pants is an idiom that means to act out of instinct, especially when you're doing something difficult for the first time. For him, that would be rapping. Must be in his blood, because he don't know how he does it. All in all, in those two lines, M is being silly because he's trolling the woman he's talking to. And before moving on, notice how he's twisting the pronunciation of some words, like how he said public very fast to rhyme with Dougie, or here, ass and pants. Moving on. Simple thoughts, this beat is crazy, this shit's retarded, this instrumental, too many bars, incidental charge. When did it start? I've been cold hearted in this heart and skin the garden. Mental sharpness, which makes Slim a walk in dentist's office. Bitch, I invented flossing. Yo, the delivery and rhyming in these lines, so ill. And there's a couple of clever wordplays in there, let's check them out. First, the beat is crazy with this instrumental. He broke down instrumental into two words to say the instrumental is Mendel, meaning crazy, retarded. So he said the same thing but in three different ways. Plus adding to the beat theme, I think sinful thoughts is a homophone to sinful as in a synth or music synthesizer which was used to make this beat. Then more clever homophones and workplace. To mini bars is a homophone to mini bars. You know that little fridge you find in hotels with bottles of water or tiny alcohol bottles? It's called a minibar. And you know what happens when you go, oh, let me grab a bottle of water before I leave this room? You get charged on your credit card and that is called an incidental charge. Now tell me this isn't a hotline. Following that, we have other homophones. By the way, homophones are words that are pronounced alike but have different meanings. It's a technique that Slim has been doing more often in the past five years, I would say. Here it would be mental sharpness, precisely mental. The way he says it's very fast, it can also sounds like menthol, a component found in mint oils that has the smell of peppermint, and also found in some mouthwash. And I don't know about you, but I do associate the fresh minty smell to a dentist. So that's why I think he said he's a walking dentist office. Then flossing is a slang you're probably familiar with, meaning to do things that show that you got money, and that ties with the dentist as well, as in actually flossing your teeth. Next lines. Yeah, I used to wonder where my next meal is gonna come from. Now I just wonder where my next meal is gonna come from. I cannot have no success unless when I finally make it, I get to remind all the haters who shaded on me when I'm on my way up. Once again, another section that serves as a bridge. It uses a homophone here with meal and mill, but this time he does a basic one, one that you would likely hear in a catchy song. Because it's used on my way up, it's part of the new lingo and it's reminiscent of the Big Sean song, Blessings, I'm way up, I feel blessed, or Fat Joe, I'm all the way up, although it has a different meaning here. In the next lines, the vibe changes again, but this time you have this demon like deep voice as a back vocal, like on songs like My Darling or in the last verse of Bad Guy on the Marshall Mathers LP2. My floor is y'all full ceilings, if I was you, I would step or find yourself twisted, that's how you wind up like spiral stairs. His floor being other ceilings means that at his worst, he's still better than all. Then he asks that those who want to challenge him better step their game up or else they'll find themselves in a bad situation. That's what twisted meant. But then he plays on both expressions, stepping up and twisted with spiral stairs, because, well, spiral stairs have steps and are twisted. It's a simple simile, but it's all about the setup and how it fits that rhyming scheme of io air. I will swear on a stack of Bibles, I will tear new behinds out of rival. Even your idols, I don't care. It's music to be murdered by so Bonnever can swallow a fucking Jawah Bobblehead. Here, there is such a subtle multi rhyme that I didn't even notice while listening, only when I was highlighting the rhymes. Idols, I don't care, and murdered by so boniver. So cool. When M says, even your idols, he's basically saying he's not above going against the most revered people if they cross him, which is true when you consider the shot that he threw at Snoop on Zeus, but as of this recording, the beef is quashed, and I'm really happy with that. Bon is an American indie folk band founded in 2006 by Justin Vernon. If you're wondering why M attacks them and tells them to die slow, here's the story. Justin Vernon from Bon Iver is is the one singing on Fall of Kamikaze. This song was controversial, not for the people Marshall went at, but because of his use of the F-word when talking about Tyler, the creator, who came out as gay in one of his songs. For that reason, Justin Vernon publicly came out and distanced himself from the song, saying he didn't know the content when it came out, although Eminem did somewhat censor the word on the track. Now, I can understand Justin's point of view, but... Even if Eminem apologized for how he called Tyler and agreed it was wrong, he still felt the need to strike back at Bon Because although he's not the first gang of controversy, it's what he does. Orange jaw is used as a punching bag once again. Moving on. The next part is my favorite part of the first. And actually it's my favorite Rapping part of the whole album, the flow, the rhyming, the wordplay, and the way he sounded. If y'all wanted the old Marshall, well, Mr. Mathers is back in that song. And what's dope about the rhyming pattern is that almost every word is part of the rhyme scheme. And the cool thing is the same sound of the previous section, but reversed. Before we had I an, an O sound like idols rival, but now you'll have O Mike. Dome's bright, but he'll add the O oh or uh sound and make a 3 syllable rhymes. but mostly same sound as before, but just flip them, and I think that's done on purpose. Amazing way to create continuation to the rhyming and sounds, but still be different and creative. Let's check it out. And die slow like Alzheimer's. Lone sniper. I hold the microphone like a Loaded rifle, my dome's brighter, all I spit for my skull's fire, all that's is a motorcycle with the chrome wire, spoke tires, and y'all are flow biters, so I don't gotta explain why they call me your ghost rider. Yo! Alzheimer's disease, named after the person who discovered it in 1906, Dr. Alois Alzheimer's, is a progressive brain disorder that slowly destroys the brain by affecting memories, thinking, and doing simple tasks. It's a disease that you eventually die from, but it's a slow process, hence, Die slow like Alzheimer's. Dome is slang for a head or brain, so his head is brighter because what comes out of it is fire. And to me, his use of the words "call" is pretty dope here because it's not a word people often use and it fits the pattern and shows how he's able to use synonyms to build the scheme. But there's also a very specific reason why he used it. You see what he's describing here with the skull on fire, motorcycle, the chrome wire, he's describing Marvel's Ghost Rider. And Ghost Rider is a homophone to, you guessed it, Ghostwriter. My God, that's one of the best ending to a verse. The energy reminds me of the last verse on Soldier on the Eminem show. Till the fire inside dies and expires at 30. Those last bars, best part of the whole side B. Fight me. That's it folks, that was my part one of my book of rhymes breakdown. You can expect part two next week. Let me know in the comments what I missed or what other songs from side B I should do. Follow me on Twitter. I propose there to help me pick my next videos. But until part two, this has been on the Bashley Reggie. Thanks. It's been real.